Hi, Karen. I'm so happy to see your beautiful face. And I'm really excited about today's episode. I love today's episode, Katie. It is always wonderful to see your lovely face. We did it. We got through another, however many days it's been. It really hasn't been that long. Oh, damn. No. (laughs) Seriously. Oh, yes. The uh, every day is a week, every week's a year. All of that is consistent. You know, someday I actually feel like we're going to get on here and be like, everything's great. We're perfect. All is well. And, or maybe we won't. And that's fine too. Cause it is, as we say, it's okay not to be okay, but Oh boy. Yeah. How has your week been? You know, it's, uh, it's been very interesting in the sense that I have over the last, like, since I saw you last, I have done a couple different things that I am surprised that I did. Ooh. Right. Because of how freaked out I am about the Delta variant. And I'll just say these, it just feels like I look back on it and I just think, ah, is that going to be the thing I did? But I went out to a bar, a lesbian bar. There is a new lesbian bar, lesbian bar in Chicago. Oh my God. I was so happy to go. Oh my gosh. Shout out to what's, what's the name of it? We should. It's yes. Shout out to you. Nobody's darling. Such a fun spot. Like such great energy great drinks. So that was super fun, but being in a bar. And so we were out on the patio and then the patio closed. And of course we didn't want to go home. Yeah. We to leave. So we went inside and I was just like, Oh, I'm inside in a bar right now, screaming at people through my mask. It was just, it felt very normal and also slash risky. And then yesterday I saw my first indoor concert. <gasps> oh my goodness. How, oh, I have so many questions. Okay. So what was the concert? How did it go? How did you feel? Were you masked? Was everyone masked? Yes. Everyone's masked. The musicians aren't masked. They, they shout out to you space and Evanston, which is my favorite venue. I love that place so much. It's just beautiful. Acoustics are wonderful, but you had to show your COVID vaccination card and your ID. Wow. Cause I feel like a lot of places you just flash a COVID card and it could be anybody's COVID card. Mm-hmm. So COVID card ID beautiful show. It was Michelle and Daggiocello, who I think I've mentioned before. Oh, you love her. Yes. I love her so much. I love her so much. And my friend and I got tickets to the late show. So the show started at nine 30 on a Tuesday and my Gen X middle-aged folks, I feel like you're going to react the same way I did. I was just like, I got to like eight 45 and I was like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yes. <laughs> I could be in my PJs right now, like halfway to REM. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and of course, you know, I, I was like so excited. I, we rallied, we went, I went with my friend Mel who came to our year anniversary oh, party. Yes. And Michelle and Daguerre is like a very, very chill individual. So the first couple songs were very like low tempo. She had then turned the lights down and I was like, Michelle, girl we can't no man you can't launch like this it's 9 30 your right. hands are old <laughs> it's great it this is a not a lullaby show. like did it did it pick up it did pick up I feel like she's very good at the emotional journey so like starts off very chill picks up never gets like super fat like you're not gonna nobody's dancing in the dancing in the streets to a Michelle song but <laughs> she did pick up but then ended like super super low-key and I was like Mel are you okay to drive home because I'm sleepy I just want to like ball up my jacket at my seat and just take a nap on the table. Yeah. 
that sounds so lovely though. Like, how did you feel after those two events? Like that's big, that's big news. Yeah. I, I feel like we've, we, I think you and I have talked about this before the paranoia, because of course, after screaming tipsy in a bar through my mask, I got home and I had a sore throat and I was like, I did it. This is how I got the COVID. This, this is how it happened. Right? Like, I'm, I'm hoarse from screaming, but of course right. I'm super freaked out. And same with yesterday, like, you know, I, I'm having phantom symptoms just because I'm super freaked out about it. But totally. that, that's, yeah. But was it still fun? Like with like the oh, mental so health good. aspects probably were, I would imagine really great. Totally. Both of the bar and of the show, live music is just so restorative and wonderful and really seeing people doing the thing they're best at in the world like seeing these amazing musicians we had front row tickets magically I know right I mean it was just like a dream scenario I love Michelle and I've seen her a bunch of times in concert so ah it was really it was a really good experience knock on wood I stay safe how are you doing, Katie? I'm so happy me. to hear about this. Like, this is so positive, Karen. Thank you for sharing because it's like, yes, for positivity. Yes, for like being out in the world. And I'm doing okay. <laughs> like, mm. which, which I feel like that is code for like, not amazing. But really, I think, you know, it's been, it's been a weird weekend. Tyler and I, we went to the coast. So like the air quality in Bend is absolutely dangerous. Like it oh, was, no. you know, it was really, it still is. And hopefully it's going to get better this weekend. But, um, but like we decided to go out to the coast and the coast, coast was perfect. It was actually really, really beautiful out there. And like the air quality was great, but it was the weirdest thing, Karen, because I felt like this heaviness and like, I just felt this heaviness of like, okay, what is actually happening right now? Like I'm feeling this pull and I don't know if anyone can relate to this but like this pull of like okay so early in COVID I was just like truly not okay and you know like uh like all of the news and then the insurrection and then like you know things were getting better and then I got the vaccine and and I feel right now that I'm like slipping a little back into that negative headspace and what was really good about it though was that Tyler and I had a very open and transparent conversation about like we don't want to live in fear anymore. Like this is like, this has to change. Like I'm feeling this right now, Karen, where I'm feeling like, okay, like we, when we were so conservative, as we've talked about, like, you know, like early, like within, like over the first eight months, really nine months until we got vaccinated. I mean, we really did not see people at all. And that the mental health implications of that were very negative on me and they were not great on Tyler either. I mean, I think everyone felt that. And so But now, like after having this like boost of like, oh, everything's fine. And then just kidding. It's not fine. And we have COVID. I think I'm feeling like a little bit different. I have a different perspective, which I think is healthier where I'm like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. Like I'm slipping back in to like this kind of negative headspace and I don't want to be there. So what am I going to do to get myself out of there? And I think one thing that's really going to help is that tomorrow my dad and his partner, Betty are arriving and they're going to be here for like a week and a half. And I'm part of me is like, oh gosh, I'm so busy with work. But part of me is like, actually, this is the best thing that could happen right now because this is so normal for me to see my family and like to get myself out of myself. Does that make sense? It's like, that's where I am right now. It makes perfect sense. And I think it's the same thing. Exactly what you said is what my therapist was cautioning me about, like living in fear, locking myself down again. 
it is really dangerous. And I'm so glad, like, also you get something that jolts you out of your routine. Like seeing your dad is like seeing your family, but also it's like breaks up like kind of the monotony of life right now. I don't know if you feel like that, but. Oh, I a hundred percent feel that way. It's like, okay, what is like every day? It's like, okay, I wake up, I work out, I go to work. I'm working, I'm taking Lucy out, I'm watching Shit's Creek, I'm going to bed on repeat. And it's like, it's like, I mean, sometimes I get chocolate cake because I just need something different. And it's like, okay, this is, I, I know that I'm in a very, you know, lucky place to have a job that I can work from home and that I, I recognize my privilege all of the time. And it's, it's hard. Like all of this is hard. And everyone, I think the one thing that I'm trying to also recognize in myself is like, me putting myself like down for not feeling great is never a good idea. Like my feelings are my feelings. And like, that just makes me feel worse if I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm so lucky to have a home, to have a, you know, to money, to buy food and like that kind of stuff. And not everyone does, but it's like, that is true. And it doesn't make me feel better to like, kind of shame myself for feeling shitty. I just get in a shame, shitty cycle. (laughs) Yes. And I, do we have an episode about this? We I know we talked about it. Yeah. Like the shooting that we do and like your worst day is your worst day. Exactly. It's not comparative. And yeah, this is, it is really hard. And I, I, I do feel like we just, we beat up on ourselves so much for having a shitty day and you, and it's like, like you always say, I feel like it's the both and you can yeah. be incredibly grateful and feel shitty. Yes. And both of those are true and both of those are valid. And I think that I'm, I'm in this space now where, you know, Tyler and I having this conversation over the weekend of like, we don't want to live in this fear-based mentality anymore. And like, we are scared. Like we actually do have fear. And I think we're getting to this place where I know this is horrible to say, Karen, but like, if we get COVID, like we are vaccinated, like the likelihood of us getting very ill is not high. And I'm not trying to be reckless in any way. But like, I want to go inside into a bar like you did. I want to go to see live music. I haven't seen live music in a year and a half. I want to like, I mean, so when I'm going to San Francisco next month, I keep thinking like, should I text each one of my friends? I mean, these are all boundaried people that if I said, hey, I'm not going to be hugging you. I'm not going to be shaking hands, like nothing. They would totally respect it. But here's the thing, Karen, I miss the shit out of them. Like, like I want to hug them. And so I'm going to, as long as they're comfortable with it, like we can have a conversation about it, but I'm going to hug them. And you know what? Like there's a line. I feel like I'm getting to that place where I'm like, okay, what's my line? Does that make sense? Like, I just, I'm not trying to bring us down, but it's just fucking real right now for me. I feel you. It is, there is a line. And I, one of the things I think of, it's so ridiculous I don't, have you ever seen the movie (laughs) Shaun of the Dead? No, I know what it It, is. Right. It is not the kind of movie I would ever watch. I don't like gore. I don't like horror. I don't like that kind of like humor. I worked a job at a restaurant and it was on, we were like super slow. And so we all just watched it. And there's this scene in Shaun of the Dead. It's about zombies and like the main characters of like hold up in this house. And one of them is just like super and the zombies are beating down the door. And one of the main characters gets like super freaked out about being trapped. And it's just like, 
I'm just going to go out there and like jumps out the window and immediately gets torn apart by zombies. And that sometimes is how I feel about COVID. Like, I just, am I, by going out to this bar, by going to the show, am I jumping out the window to the zombies? Yeah. Are you? I don't, I mean, that's such a perfect personification of like the actual terror that so many of us feel. Like, are we just going to keep saying no to things or are we going to be like, no to no basically to just be like just say like you know what I'm gonna take my chances the mental health aspects of this are better hopefully I won't get teared to shred torn to shreds by zombies as I jump out the window <laughs> I mean ooh, saying no to no man that is that's gonna stay with me <laughs> I just I mean it's I don't I like I just feel I mean my dad actually was very thoughtful and he was like hey you know, we're willing to, him and his partner are willing to take a test to get on the plane and they've been very safe. And they're, and they're, and he was like, if you and Tyler would be willing, like, you know, it's up to you and your comfort level, but you know, if you want to take a test too. And I mentioned it to Tyler and we were both like, of course, like if that's what they want, like, of course, like they're staying at our house. And then I got a Marco Polo from him today and there are no tests in his town. And it's really hard to find specifically the rapid tests. And, um, and it's like, you know, he's been calling around and we both decided like, we're not doing it. Like we're not doing it. They're going to double mask on the plane. We're going to do our best. All of us are fully vaccinated. We're going to get boosters when we can. Like, I just feel Karen, like, okay. I think it's also like very easy for me to slide back into this negative headspace because it's something that's familiar and so recent. And I think that I'm feeling a little bit like I'm climbing a hill to think differently. Like, I feel like I'm like, okay, I am going to do this thing that I already know what it's like. I'm going to do it totally differently or at least try and pulling myself out of that muck feels like I'm using a fucking crane to get myself out of cement that's drying already. Oh God, like horrible metaphor, but that's how I feel. Oh man, that is vivid. (laughs) I think a lot of us are in the muck right now. I mean, okay, listeners, just time out. Well, if it's possible, Katie, I don't want to create work for you to put a timestamp when Brianna comes on. Oh, you yeah. want to hear something light and funny and like one of the wittiest people I know and is just like joyful and great. Fast forward to Brianna because I'm about to go so dark. Like I, I actually have started to question like, do I know how to be happy? Oh, yeah. Like for an extended period of time. Like I feel like I'm good at the bursts of like, this new thing happened. I met this new person. I did this new thing. Like the the adrenaline rush, the endorphin rush of like the new thing, being happy with it. But like, do I know how to sustain happiness? Whoa. That is a real question. I resonate deeply with, I don't think, I think that I thought I knew before COVID how to stay happy. Like there were certain benchmarks. Like I need to see my family this often. I need to see, you know, like I need to do this kind of stuff to like keep myself going. I need to like, you know, and it was just like, okay, it's self-care. It's like, you know, this, this wellness practice. And it's, you know, I'm feeling that way too, Karen. I really am. Like I sent someone a message today. The air quality in Bend is so bad that I cannot go to this pool, this outdoor pool that I go to. And there are no indoor pools in Bend because it's COVID, but like this outdoor, like they're not open, but like this outdoor pool is closed because you can't breathe the air. 
And so I'm like, okay, this is one of the things that makes me the happiest is like being in water. Like it's very healing for me. And so like, I have this list where I'm like in my head, it's like, check, 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 check. Okay. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. And when that doesn't work, it's like, shit, (laughs) like, I'm just going to go to sugar. Like that's the, that's the thing. That's the real, that's the reality. What has been your experience? Are you like trying to figure out if you can the sustainability of happiness is a real question mark. It sounds like it really is. And I don't just as a pause, I don't think I realized the air quality was so bad. So is it the, I mean, how many fires are by you? Yeah. So like there's more than a hundred fires on the West coast right now, uh, or it's like one, it's like 170 something. It's like, that's the last I had heard. And it's the weirdest thing. So the, so just small intermission about air quality, basically what happens is like it's all about how the wind is blowing. And so like sometimes in Bend, it's, it's like usually kind of not that great in September. I'm realizing this is like a trend because most fires are happening, like starting in like July, which is really early. It used to be starting in October. But anyway, the point is, is that like, we've actually had decent air quality. Like we've been really, really lucky, which is super rare. I think it's usually also pretty bad in October in August. And, um, And yeah, it's hard to say like which fire is contributing to this, but like, you know, air quality index AQI is like a thing on the West coast that people just like check. Everybody has apps for it. Like, it's like a constant thing like that you're checking and it's, you know, it's constant over the past couple of years, really only like, I mean, I've been out here for so long. It's been only the last four or five years, but normal is like under 50, I would say like, that's normal. You wouldn't even know anything. Like that's just like a normal day anywhere else. Um, maybe under a hundred would be like, you know, there's like a fire, you know, kind of in the woods behind you. And like, there's like a fire truck coming and like, then it kind of clears up over a hundred is not good, but over 200 is really bad. We got up to like 450 this weekend and yeah. And like, that means that it is smoky in your house. And so like, yeah. So like I woke up the morning before we went to the coast and I think it was like 390 and it was it smelled like it, like you could taste it inside. And like, we have air conditioning and like our windows are closed and all of that. And so like, you're not supposed to go outside. Like there was a a news story last week or the week before South Lake Tahoe was evacuated because I think they were in the 600s. So like, it's, that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. But like, I mean, it's supposed to clear up this weekend. So, you know, it's also part of being out here. So like, that's kind of, you know, part of me is like, maybe I'll be able to work from somewhere else in the months of August and September moving forward. Seriously. Like I might consider that. Yeah. I mean, well, and no wonder you don't feel great. Katie, you can't breathe the air. I mean, it's <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's, it's not even just going to the pool. Like you can't be in your house without tasting smoke. What the fuck? Oh my God. It makes me want to evacuate you like right now. Like, <laughs> no, Katie, I'm sending the chopper in. It's so weird. And like, I have a friend who was so kind today. She was like, just so you know, like air quality depression is a thing. And I was like, what? Oh God. And I'm like, that's not, I don't think that's like a DSM, but it's like, okay, well, yeah. I think that people aren't like super pumped because people aren't like working out as much. Anyway, that's the air quality situation, but thank you for commiserating. It will, it will pass and it will be fine. Like, and then most of the time it's really quite spectacular here. So I'm really happy to be here still but it's just kind of this strange intermission of happiness, I guess. Yeah. And to circle back to my depressing point, I, I am 
I'm sorting through, right, the sustainability of happiness and what that looks like and what I like and and trying to not treat it as some destination that I'm trying to get to, which is what we all do, which is why, why it becomes so elusive. Like I will be happy when this thing happens and trying to retrain my brain, like I can be happy now yes. on the journey to that thing and getting there isn't going to make me happy because I will just keep moving that goalpost well, I'm happy for a day because that happened, because I got to this place, but like, now I really want to be here, right? I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm trying, I'm working on it. Totally, totally. And like checking in with yourself, like to realize that it's not just the destination. It's like, I think for me, the thing that helps me the most is like having awe or like, like kind of like, like trying to like enjoy like the smallest things, like my hot water with lemon in the morning. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to rush through this. I'm going to enjoy this. And like, just try to sink into it. it doesn't always work especially when i'm multitasking and listen to listening to like war stories on npr <laughs> yes exactly yeah carving out that time especially in the morning to like just as we've talked about ease into the day and yes. just you, for you and it's not rushing and i always feel so much better when i do it and you're right i don't do it enough i don't either not at all it also really depends on how well i sleep and like all of that stuff like it kind of is dependent, but on a totally not natural segue, (laughs) I appreciate having this real conversation with you because seriously, like it like loosens the tightness in my chest. I'm not even kidding. I actually feel it. Um, So thank you, Karen. I'm always eternally grateful to you. And I'm also really grateful for Brianna Wellen today because she graced us with her presence and was so nice to come back. It was so nice to talk to her about things that have nothing to do with COVID. Exactly. Right. And, and to tap into her like encyclopedia brain. Of oh my God. Wonderful pop culture. And just like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like opens me up to this world. Like I never watch television. I never watch movies. I'm so bad at it. And I just be like, right. There's this whole other world of things that would make me feel better that I am not accessing. And I just love that Brianna is so here for it. And so grateful. Totally. And like, we really get into so many interesting topics within it. Like there are a million recommendations. Listeners, don't worry if you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have a pen. I'm walking my dog. I'm driving, whatever. Just look in the description of this podcast. We'll have everything in there with links. Um, But it's just really, really fun because I feel like we talk about how like there are so many new shows coming out right now, like in September right now um, because of COVID restrictions and like filming schedules. It's kind of like back to what it used to be before streaming. And so it's just super exciting to kind of talk to her and to have like a different take on like, oh, like there's other things happening in the world. There's art happening. Yes. Yes, exactly. Thank you for putting it that way. Yeah. And it's like, okay, let's just enjoy the art. And yeah. So everyone, I hope you enjoy Brianna Wellen. Brianna Wellen. We'll see you next time. What? No, let me just, I'm going to hold on. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, leave that <laughs> <Okay>. in. Because <laughs> even, even, I'm just going to say people at the reader who have worked with Brianna for a very long time still say Brianna. Seriously, that would drive me crazy if I no, were no. her. We'll be in meetings where she'll introduce herself as Brianna and then our colleagues refer to her as Brianna. And I'm oh, like, did no. you not just hear what she said? Oh gosh. <laughs> she has to like have a pronunciation in her like email signature. Oh, that's awful. (laughs) Okay. Well, Brianna, thank you for coming to visit us this week. And uh, we hope everyone enjoys this episode. 
Oh my goodness, Brianna Wellen, thank you so much for coming back and seeing us today. It's wonderful to see your face. Oh my God, it's so good to see your face too. Karen, I see your face a lot, but still a still a treat. <laughs> still a treat. <laughs> well, I don't get to see your face often enough when we're putting wine into our faces. So cheers um, to that. Cheers. Karen, that is the cutest little wine glass. Listeners, you can't see it, but it's it's like short and stout, like a little teapot. <laughs> it's yes. very cute. Yes. Seven ounces though, it's deceptively small, which is what I like about it. Like it looks like I'm just having like a wee snortle of wine, but really I'm having seven snortle. ounces. <laughs> snortle, new vocab. I did not know snortle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, since I've seen you, Brianna, you got a huge promotion at the reader. Congratulations, managing editor. That's Thank amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's been, you know, that was, you were asking off mic how my summer was and it's mostly been adjusting to being in charge of everything yeah (laughs) which has been great yeah totally oh that's awesome that's so great yeah I mean I'm so excited that you're here because I feel like I know I said off mic also but like my vibe has been a little bit down only because of like you know the influx of surging cases and the bad air quality on the west coast and blah 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 but it's so wonderful to see you because I feel like you represent fun <laughs> to me. Like, <laughs> oh my God. That's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> you really do. I'm like, oh my God, we have so many great things to talk to you about. I mean, Karen, thank you for the suggestion to bring Brianna back because I feel like that's brilliant. I mean, it's so true. Brianna, I mean, nobody else a reader listens to the podcast, podcast so I can say this. Brianna's the funnest person ever. Okay, let's <laughs> just be clear. Thank yes. you. So. Um, it's because I react with the party parrot emoji to every single message that's sent in Slack. Like that's how you know I'm the fun girl at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh truth. my god! So much truth. Oh my god, that is amazing. That is awesome. Okay, so I have never used Slack. I know I'm like one of like three <sighs> people on the planet who hasn't. So I need to start using it and use the party parrot emoji because that's not on my iPhone. I, I had a really, um, so I don't know if I brought this up last time I was on the pod, but I have two young roommates. They are 21 and 19. And I was trying to explain Slack to my 19 year old roommate. And I was like, well, you know, it's kind of like AIM, like AOL instant messenger, but like for oh. work. And he was like, what's AIM? And I was like, oh my God. Um, it's like, <laughs> it's like texting on your computer. <laughs> like, oh God. I didn't oh know God. how to describe it. Oh my gosh. They didn't know like the CDs that go into the, like, no, you know, the, like the noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No. The booting up the, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think my dad used to like collect like the 99 cent, you know, CDs. <laughs> and then we would just go through them. I think it was like an hour per CD. That's all you got. Oh, that's insane. And, and now we're just, it's in our pockets. The internet yes. is everywhere. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, that conversation reminds me of we have a staff for the reader who took over reader matches, which was like the readers, like misconnections and men seeking women, people seeking people, all of the things. And the staffer who took it over Taryn is in her early twenties and had no idea what we were talking about. And we finally had to be like, it's like Tinder in print. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the only way we could translate it, which is like, 
wait, what? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That Imagine. So and that was actually our ad campaign for a little bit for getting, putting new matches. We're like, it's Tinder, like analog Tinder, you know, yes. like you can hold <laughs> Tinder in your hand. <laughs> oh my God. I can't swipe. What? A newspaper? What? Like, oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I do feel really old. Also that person that you were just referring to, Brianna, could be my kid like that's when people talk about like oh this person is like an editor or whatever and they're 19 or 20 or whatever it is like it's like okay no problem it's so funny because my roommates are both lovely and very very mature people so I often forget their ages until something like that comes up and then I'm like oh my god oh my god yes (laughs) you have so much life to live yes totally I have those moments with my sister who's 10 years younger than me she's 30 Mm. and I'll I'll mention like a reference from the 90s and she'll be like no what no and I'm like okay well I'm 31 and she doesn't get a reference from the 90s she's just not paying attention (laughs) yes fair (laughs) that is fair oh my gosh okay so speaking of references I I feel like talking about all of the things pop culture right now Brianna is like giving me life because okay first off isn't it true that like september ish is like the season where new tv shows come out and new yeah i mean i'm not like i i was just gonna say i'm not siskel and ebert which makes me so old (laughs) (laughs) and wait they didn't review tv i know what am i talking about i'll just stop talking okay what (laughs) what are you is it true that everything launches around that time isn't it so it's kind of funny not to get too uh in the weeds here but that's definitely has changed so much since streaming has come around because it used to be like you know when we were all like growing up or like very recently watching tv you know summer is sort of the break for like fun like um seeing the NBC stars do Olympic sports or whatever, like those kinds of things. Battle of the network yes, stars. That's, was that's what favorite. it was called. Yes. Battle of the network stars. Wait, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh my God. This was like an eighties, nineties so thing. Good. Yeah. Wow. And they brought it back a few years ago with modern stars, but like it used to be, you know, there's a break in the summer, like with school and then the fall TV season starts up in September. And I feel like it's not quite like that anymore, but This year, because of the pandemic and kind of how people had to adjust their filming schedules around COVID, they all kind of started filming their shows again in like December, January. And so now we are getting a bunch of shows in September, like again. So yeah, I'm excited. TV's back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You are the perfect person to have on for this conversation and- just really quickly, I want to return to Battle of the Network Stars because I yes, please loved it. And like within the last five years was like out of town for a project and ESPN 25 was showing like the old Battle of the Network Stars. And so Katie, it would be like the stars of your favorite daytime and nighttime shows from CBS, NBC and ABC, which were the only networks back then, of course, right. competing mm-hmm. in like the most ridiculous like relay races and three-legged races like athletic events it would sometimes be like full olympic events but also sometimes somewhere some kind of um oh now i'm not remembering the name of that show either the like where the wrestlers would do the like the giant american gladiators gladiators. like sometimes it would be like 
yeah, just a relay race, but sometimes it's like, you're going to stand in a balance beam across from Michael Landon and try to knock him into the river or whatever. <laughs> I need to look this up on YouTube because I totally missed the boat on this. That's amazing. Oh my God. I'm so glad you just said Michael Landon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that is, Jen. that <laughs> is an aged reference. So yes. I'm the very first network that. star who popped into my head. I don't yes. know. <laughs> I Katie, when you watch it, one warning, just know that, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, I just remember when I watched it, Howard Cosell being like, that Chachi must have learned to run fast growing up in the Bronx hopping fences after Robin Shit. Like, just the wow. most offensive, crazy oh. Sherman Helmsley, oh, yeah. not a good, not as good a runner as you think he'd be. Like, just the oh crazy. Just like straight up racist. Like, it's just, just like terrible sexist. Oh my God, the sexism out oh just over the top just yeah so I just pulled up because I remember they redid it they did it in 2017 and some of the people they had on then like Tom Arnold was on oh god um the Lachey's Nick and Vanessa Lachey (laughs) um Marley Matlin was on Misha Barton what Eric Estrada it was a real yeah it was a really interesting recent cast for that as well. Oh my gosh. Also worth YouTubing for sure. I mean, that's totally, it's too bad that that can't really happen during COVID. Like, I mean, I don't, you can't wrap yourself in bubble wrap and then, you know, my, you know, like knock the equivalent of today's Michael Landon off into a river. Like that's Man, who would be today's Michael Landon. No, mm. I just thought the same thing. Mm. I don't watch enough TV. Today. I don't either. Like- the first thing that popped into my head for some reason was like Peter Gallagher. Like when he's like the dad on the OC is kind of a Michael Landon vibe. Yes. And now he's on Grace and Frankie and he's yes. great on Grace and Frankie. So that actually is a good one. That's a good one. But okay. So speaking of TV though, so mm-hmm. to dive right in for people who don't watch a ton of TV or like are not super up on this, what would you recommend to just, I love that you're cracking your knuckles. You're like, <laughs> let's go. All right. <laughs> So like, what are some of the things you're most excited about, Brianna? And like, what is kind of coming out at the moment? So the uh, series I'm re-watching right now because the latest season is out is What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, It's um, on FX. It's a comedy based on a movie by Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement. Jermaine Clement was Flight of the Concord. Taika Waititi is now like an Oscar winner. He did a bunch of Marvel movies he did that movie Jojo Rabbit oh um, yeah and he's he's done a lot of great work but it's about um a bunch of vampires who are roommates (laughs) (laughs) wait what's the name of the 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 show what we do in the shadows okay and um yeah it's like mockumentary style like all these different vampires who live together on Staten Island and kind of how they're adjusting to being in the new world which is America and like modern times ah so that new season just started up at the beginning of September so I'm like kind of re-watching it and it's the jokes are so good oh so that's great good. and the guest star is like I don't want to give too much away but there is an episode in season one that I just revisited that has a lot of famous uh people who have played vampires before <laughs> Oh, in, no. in all of pop culture history so oh wow. i might need to watch that then oh that sounds really good very fun i so, love like, the premise yeah and the movie i highly recommend too and i think watching the movie before the series 
will give you a little bit more context and like fun Easter eggs as you watch the series. Got it. So, so it was a movie of the same name. Yep. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> but um, it's funny, like thinking when I was talking about like summer TV, like the bat- what brought up the whole Battle of the Network Stars thing. Yeah. My current Battle of the Network Stars every summer, what I love, and I don't even watch the original shows anymore, but Bachelor in Paradise. Oh my gosh. So the whole concept is people who didn't get chosen on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, the other contestants who were sent home, all go um, to Mexico to fall in love with each other. (laughs) And this season has been especially fun because Chris Harrison, who was the host of The Bachelor Bachelorette, fully got canceled for saying some racist things and just kind of being a creepy old dude. So instead of having him, they're having a different guest host for every week. So Ooh. the first guest host was David Spade. Oh. Because he's apparently a huge Bachelor fan. Wait, what? That does then, not add up. I can't I know. see that at all. It was it was interesting. And then they had Lance Bass, um, oh, Titus wow. Burgess from Kimmy Schmidt, who was hilarious. Lil John is apparently going to be a guest host coming up. So What? Okay. Oh, and he also does all the voiceover. So it'll literally be like, this week on Bachelor in Paradise, like him screaming it. Screaming at you. (laughs) That's like my favorite. That's like my like junk food TV right now. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you don't have to have seen any of the other franchises. You'll pick up really quick what these people's deals are. A lot of them were the first or second person kicked off. So even diehard fans don't really know who they are anyway so good to know mm-hmm. I'm kind of tempted <laughs> you know I think you, I think you should um all right what's a third a third like one you're super excited about and then I have a very specific tv question for you okay so <laughs> this third one might be bad but I'm excited about it anyway and the first episode just came out this week is um, American Crime Story Impeachment. Oh no. It's the Ryan Murphy show about the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton impeachment scandal. Okay, so I keep hearing about this, Brianna. And like, it's all over NPR and everything. Like people are talking about this like crazy, like Sarah Paulson's in it. Sorry to cut you off, but yes, please continue. Cause you probably know way more than me. Like it's gotten a lot of press. Yeah, part of it is like, I mean, me personally, Ryan Murphy has just done so much at this point, and so much of it is really, really bad. But the the American Crime Story series so far, I've loved. The first one he did was the O.J. Simpson one, mm. and then he did the uh, Versace murder, which was excellent. Um, so I'm really curious to see how this one plays out. And the the cast isn't yeah. Sarah Paulson is playing Linda Tripp. Um, Beanie Feldstein is Monica Lewinsky who I love Beanie Feldstein like it, the cast is just incredible um, Edie Falco is Hillary Clinton oh my I mean gosh. come on oh my god that's really good wait yeah. I also heard though that Monica Lewinsky herself is an executive producer like she was yes. on set right yes. and she was just at the premiere I saw on Instagram like so it's very much um, from what I saw of the first episode last night it's it's basically from Linda Tripp and Monica Lewinsky's perspective, at least that first episode, like it's very much being told from those two women's perspective of kind of how everything went down. So I think that's interesting. And I like the timing of it coming out because I think that um, 
after Hillary ran for president and then all of a sudden Bill Clinton was just this guy who was around supporting his wife like we kind of forgot about all the bad shit that he did and maybe yep. we should remember that he like literally ruined someone's life yeah well and right and Monica Lewinsky like how how much like looking back at her through the lens of what's happened over the last 20 years realizing how demonized she was exactly and exactly just the way that the media and us as a culture treated her right which I mean especially after the Britney documentary like that's very like in the pop culture zeitgeist right now is talking about how women are completely unfairly portrayed in the media in the 90s I mean even now still let's be honest but but there was like a scene in that first episode where Beanie as Monica is like oh my god I'm getting so old I'm about to be 23 so showing even how like in that moment she was made to feel like well I'm a I'm a grown-up I know what I'm doing like you know it, it's it's been an interesting perspective so far I'm curious to see where it goes I'm not gonna like go fully all in on it but I will I will watch every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just not multiple times. Right, right, not multiple times. Maybe I won't tweet about it. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like, it's not streaming all at once, right? Like it's like, it's like a every yeah, week, a new episode comes out. Mm -hmm. And I actually just realized that both the shows, um, What We Do in the Shadows and American Crime Story are both on FX. I'm not being paid by them. I just want to say that up front, but <laughs> FX has some really good, really good programming excellent fcc this is not sponsored no it could be if you want to give us the money but. yeah <laughs> oh my god you mentioned the tweeting and which reminded me so we had an all staff meeting at the reader today and i always make everybody do these ridiculous icebreakers and today's was when you went around to introduce yourselves we had a new staffer um say the cartoon character that you must most identified with Ooh. and brianna's oh wait okay wait say yours because it was really good Okay, this was actually another show I was going to recommend. So you guys would both love this show if you haven't watched it already. Tuca and Birdie, it's called. It's a cartoon that started on Netflix. So the first season is on Netflix. And the second season just finished on Adult Swim. And Sam Irby was a writer on the second season. Um, but it's about two birds who are best friends. It sounds <laughs> insane when you say it out loud, right? <laughs> uh, Birdie, who's voiced by Ali Wong. And Tuca is voiced by Tiffany Haddish. Oh. And yeah. it's a really um, goofy, like zany, bizarre show, but it's also really emotional. And like a lot of the second season is about going to therapy and like dealing with your stuff and like kind of separating yourself from being codependent from your friends. But then there's also like a scene where there's like talking hot dogs, like it, it hits every, <laughs> hits every beat for me. <laughs> It's amazing. Oh my gosh. I also love the icebreaker, Karen, of like what everyone's cartoon character would be. What did the two of you say? So I ended up saying I'm a combination of Tuca and Birdie and I loved being just met with like blank stares. Like I know there's like at least there's like one other person on staff who knows what that TV show is. And I was like, look it up, look it up. <laughs> oh I'll put a link to it in the chat. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't go. That's right. Karen. I just realized that. I know I didn't go and I had one ready. Who? I was going to say Penny from the Inspector Gadget cartoon. <gasps> Ooh, love. Even so though, good. Right? Even though she was a little white girl, she was voiced by Cree Summer, who of course was like one of my favorite characters from a different world. So yeah, it was good. And she was like the smartest person on the whole show. So yeah. 
That's a great one. I keep thinking for me, I don't know. I mean, I keep thinking Velma from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That's so funny because that is who our newest employee, our newest coworker said Velma right. and said we, Velma. Didn't we have two Velmas? What did did we say, say Velma? I, we had a, I think we had a couple Velmas. Yeah. Velma's pretty popular. I feel like there's, there's a lot She's to love good. about Velma. She's good. Yeah. She's great. Oh my God. Oh, but Karen, you were going to ask about a movie, I think. Oh, so this was a specific question. And so this, I guess this could be TV or movies. Cause I feel like, I don't want to pigeonhole you, Brianna. You have an extensive. And I have also read books. I just want people to know. Oh, <laughs> listen, nobody's reading right now. <laughs> no one. Who is oh, yeah, reading I'm not, I'm books not currently right now. reading, but I have read a book. Okay. Like, <laughs> just putting that out there. Oh, just to be clear, everyone. Just to be clear, I'm literate. And I'm also the managing editor of a newspaper. But yes, I can read. <laughs> So I was, I was thinking through, like, I mean, I, I have days where I feel like I come out of reading the news or dealing with the world, just like numb. And I feel like sometimes pop culture is how I access my emotions. So I was wondering, so like, if you could talk through like, all right, I'm looking to access sadness or I'm looking to access like intrigue or like, yeah. What do you, what do you think? So it's so funny because I, I don't, it's sort of like the chicken and egg with this particular piece I'm going to bring up of like, I don't know if I was depressed and then I watched it or if watching it made me depressed, but then I've just watched it like so much and people talk, this is not going to be news to people who are really tapped in, but Bo Burnham special inside on Netflix. Yes. Like very, very funny, but what really, I just remember the first time watching it, he has this whole thing about he turned 30 in the pandemic and I turned 30 in the pandemic and it's a funny song, but it's also really, really sad about like, oh, like I was already really depressed, but I can't like kill myself now because it would just be so looked over by all this other terrible news. Like I'll just do it in, like 10 more years. And so whenever I'm feeling like really sad, I'm just like, put that on. I'm like, yeah, we all went through something. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, there's also some really funny moments in it too so it's not fully like just fully fully depressing like you can't get out from that hole you know that is one of the best things I've ever seen like I oh saw that God. recently have you seen it Karen no but Brianna this is the second conversation I've had about it today today oh, wow. today yes and it, and it came out a while ago it's not really that new anymore but it sticks with people Oh my gosh. Listeners, if you missed it, when Brianna said it originally, it's called Inside. Uh, it's on Netflix. Bo Burnham. He's basically like this comedian. I know who, I know who he was. Like, I know who he is, or I did know who he was before this special, but like our neighbors basically told my husband and I, like, you have to watch this. Like, it's not even like you have to watch, like, this is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And like, they kind of, you know, kept telling us, kept telling us. And finally I was like, okay, okay. And we just were texting the shit out of them during it. Like we were like, this is the best thing we've ever seen. Like it, it's hard to even describe, but I, I know what you mean by mm-hmm. chicken and egg, because I think it does matter that I watched it with Tyler, my husband. I don't know if I could have done it by myself. Like I, that's, that's real. And I feel the opposite of like, I have only watched it alone and I don't know if it's something I could like. I couldn't have someone else in the room while I'm watching it probably. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, 
So the person who was telling me about it described it, yes, exactly this way, and also loved the um, the songs. So the song apparently about white women on Instagram. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! <laughs> loved it's the best and- thing in the world. Fully attacked. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I know exactly. I feel very attacked, but I also understand. I do feel like I need to say um, something that I love that also like does something similar to me. Like when I want to feel really sad, I know exactly like where in the series to go to, or if I want to feel like really like my heart warms, like see something romantic. And I think she doesn't give enough get enough credit for basically doing what Bo Burnham did in the special in a different way is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Rachel Bloom's TV series. It's four seasons. It's all on Netflix and it's a musical comedy about this. It's all about mental illness, basically. Like this girl, uh, Rachel Bloom's character decides to quit her high-powered lawyer job in New York to follow this kid who she, well, it's not a kid anymore, this man who she dated when she was 16 at summer camp because that's the last time she remembered being happy basically but it's it's super super funny the songs are so catchy and like beautiful and sometimes really emotional like so I think she needs to get a little bit more credit for kind of doing that first just in a more spread out different way and because she's like a woman I'm sure she was overlooked in many ways that Bo Burnham would never be um so yeah I put that in your rotation if you like Bo Burnham or if you want to feel all the feelings or if you're a musical theater nerd because the musical theater references are chef's kiss like so good that's so awesome thank you for that I mean I love this question so much Karen I'm so happy you asked it because I also was going to ask something related about like how you perk up like Brianna if you're feeling already sad if you're feeling already really heavy and just like ugh, like all of the things and like the sadness is staying or like you know I'm just talking to my about myself like I've just had a little bit of a rough go where it's just like there's been a few days where I'm like damn this is this is a thing and I also wish I was joining the two of you with wine I might do that after this pod but um anyway but I guess I'm wondering what perks you up like what what shows or podcasts or you know YouTube channels or anything like that like help you kind of get into a better mental space Oh man, podcasts are huge for me on that for sure. Um, Because now, especially in the pandemic, working from home, like my routine is kind of like putting on a podcast and going for a walk. So to me now, like my brain is like, podcast also means outside, like weirdly. Yeah. Um, So one I, that I really love that is like my favorite podcast right now is called Urgent Care with Mitra Johari and Joel Kim Booster, two very hilarious comedians. And they just, they answer um, listener calls and emails and they basically have promised they're like we're not professionals and we will give you the most unhinged answer <laughs> like there was one <laughs> this week or last week where someone was having trouble with their roommate and Joel Kim Booster who's actually a Chicago comic from back in the day but lives in LA now but his advice was to put um, a can of tuna, an open can of tuna at the bottom of their hamper and see how long it took for them to figure out where the smell was coming from. Like that's how to deal with a bad roommate. (laughs) So it's, it's really, really fun. And it also in some ways, like sometimes they do give really thoughtful, good advice. And that makes me feel a little less like sad. And then sometimes I hear other people's problems and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing okay. (laughs) Like, that helps. I'm not 
dealing with this right now. So that's like a go-to like feel good podcast for me, for sure. Love it. Ooh, this is great. I know. Um, all right. So, Ooh, do you ever feel like you need to feel angry about something? Like, do you ever watch anything just to feel like, or just like a sense of, I guess I, this is, I, I will frame it this way. This is mm -hmm. why I was addicted to SVU. Like I liked the idea of something terrible happening and then Olivia saving the day and the resolution of it. Cause like 99% of SVU episodes ended with, ended the right way, the way that we all want. Right. So is there anything that gives you that kind of resolution vibe? Huh, that's a really good question. I'm like, no, all of my, oh. <laughs> all of the stuff I watch is really messy and ends badly. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think honestly, kind of going back, I love watching musicals. Like this is, is maybe a weird example. And I might've mentioned this last time I was on, but Little Shop of Horrors is very much my, like, everything is going the way it should, like musical. <laughs> Like the bad guys are getting eaten by this giant plant. I feel great about it. Yes. Um, like the OG, like oh yeah, Rick, Moranis, Rick Moranis, of course. Steve Martin. Of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. Gosh, yes. wow. I'm sure you can stream that right now. Like it's I on HBO Max. Oh I, my God. She said not streaming it, you know, over the weekend or anything. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Um, but I think like, or like um, hmm, cartoons too, like. Bob's Burgers, which is also mentioned at our meeting earlier. It's like nothing so inconsequential that it won't get wrapped up by the end. Or even yes. basic sitcoms are very much like that too. Like kind of going back to like watching like a Mary Tyler Moore or something, you know? I've been watching Shit's Creek a lot. Like I never watched oh, it when it one. came out and I am loving it. Like I, you know, like Tyler and I can be in the worst moods and then we're just laughing by the end of the night. And I'm like, this is helpful. Like Catherine O'Hara. Oh my gosh. I mean, she deserves every award imaginable for her like imaginary, imaginary accent, whatever the heck it is. If, if people, if people listening have never listened, have watched Shit's Creek, just turn it on. It's, it's on HBO or it's, it's, yeah. where, it's not on it's HBO. On it's, on, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just so great. Oh, I love that show. That's, that's everything get, gets wrapped up pretty much. The opposite that, of that, Karen, like crime shows. I love rewatching, like, um, I just rewatched Sharp Objects on HBO, which Ooh. is a very, very brutal crime show. And the conclusion is not satisfying, like as far as the crime getting wrapped up. But like, sometimes you just want to see something like kind of gross and bad when you're feeling like angry or mad, right? Like, yes. And just be like, yeah not everything is okay and that's fine like we all have to deal with it in some way even if it's not like the end of a sitcom true oh that is a good one um you're reminding me of oh my god what was the terrible oh happiest season <laughs> the terrible which Karen and I have spoke about on length yes, <laughs> yes. what is happiest season is this another show on Netflix it's a, a Hulu holiday movie and it was kind of being touted as like finally a lesbian oh, yes. Christmas movie I do remember this Karen you had a lot of feelings about this movie I, this is who was in this the, the main character or the main actor it was Kristen Stewart yes. and um Mackenzie Davis right I don't even remember the okay. other woman's name and Clea Duvall wrote and directed yeah. it 
Mm-hmm. I was really hoping more from her. And I will tell you, I am thinking of it too, because I, I just got a packet in the mail. So this, some filmmaker like got my contact information and read my review of Happiest Season on Rebellious and <gasps> sent me a beanie of her lesbian Christmas movie, mm-hmm. encouraging me to watch it and write about it. I know I did. Oh my it? gosh, what, you're so famous. Like it or? <laughs> I know, right? I haven't watched it yet and I can't remember the name of it. When I do, I really appreciate this woman's effort. I will mention it. But so Brianna, do you have any favorite holiday movies? Oh my God, so many. I love holiday movies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's so me and my siblings, um, every like Thanksgiving or Halloween, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we will kind of go through our favorite episodes of TV, like those holiday episodes of those TV um, shows. But Christmas, I love like the family stone, I think is such a good movie. I love white Christmas um like the old school like Christmas movies like that um any any like cheesy lifetime movie like put it into my veins (laughs) what about the holiday or love actually some of that stuff doesn't hold up but yes it doesn't but I still yeah the holiday I like love actually is hard for me to watch now for sure for sure there's some real troubling things yeah yeah there was a really, really sweet show that Netflix put out last year called Dash and Lily that was oh, like yes. a young adult teen romance Christmas show that was like really good. Was um, really good. And then one thing I always like to rewatch on Netflix, Bill Murray's holiday special from a few years ago that Sofia Coppola directed. Oh, oh I don't know this. It's um, kind of, yeah, it's Bill Murray and a bunch of other super famous people like uh, George Clooney's in there. Jenny Lewis comes and sings some songs. Miley Cyrus, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Rashida Jones. It's just some like fun. It's basically fun covers of holiday songs, which is what I, again musicals. Musicals keep coming back to me. Yeah, <laughs> people singing. There, there's a new musical, isn't there? Schmigadoon. Have you seen that yet? I have. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> That's the one with Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key. It's getting yeah. a ton of press, but I'm also not that excited about it either. It like, was fine. It was fun, but eh, not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. You just, what did you just review for the reader that you're like, watch the original? Um, Netflix just put out He's All That, oh. the modern reboot of She's All That, the 1999 rom-com classic. And it was all about, it was basically a reason to put Addison Rae, who's a big TikTok star, into a movie. And it was all about her being an influencer and needing to give someone a makeover on Instagram to get her sponsorship from Kourtney Kardashian back. Kourtney Kardashian is in the film. Um, Wow. It was, yeah. I, I didn't put this in my review, but I wanted to, like, have at least like five white claws before you watch that movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I watched any particular it. flavor. Yeah, just... I mean, I I was watching it with my sister and her friend, and we decided to make the drinking game. Um, anytime someone mentions the bet, like if you don't remember from She's All That, it's like they make this bet that I can turn this girl into the prom queen, and they say the word bet a lot. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
if you're looking for a really good night, make sure that you have alcohol involved. Exactly. Exactly. That movie. Oh my God. I feel like that's a good pairing. Maybe that's a good podcast episode. Ooh, Brianna pairing. So he's all that white claws. Like what alcohol would you pair these different terrible junk food? So (laughs) it's really, this was maybe, well, I was drinking white claws when I watched that, but I also went last night to the music box to see, um, I'm trying to break your heart. The Wilco documentary was screening as part of like the week before pitchfork music festival. And so it's all these, you know, like Wilco fans coming to see this black and white documentary at the music box. Like it's a very specific, like you can all picture what that crowd probably looked like. Um, and they went up to introduce the movie and they're like, and of course we have to thank our sponsors, White Claw. And then read this like weird White Claw slogan and everyone in the audience is like laughing, looking at each other like, who's drinking a White Claw right now? Like, <laughs> this is not a crowd of White Claw drinkers. <laughs> so that would have been an incorrect pairing. I probably would have paired like an old style with a Wilco documentary, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, Pabst Blue Ribbon, perhaps. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow pairing is something I've never thought about like this is do you have like your go-tos Brianna for you do I kind of do yeah this is amazing um like when I'm well Real Housewives is another one that just like total like junk food tv that I love to watch and I always need to have wine or sometimes even like sparkling wine like sometimes I need to go out of my way to get a bottle of like cheap champagne because they're just drinking so much wine on the show that while I'm watching I'm like god that looks good (laughs) and it's another like oh it's hard to hard to do this you know sober to like watch these (laughs) 60 year old women pushing each other into pools you know (laughs) oh god I mean all right put a pin in that I feel like the pairing show Okay. Yeah. We won't give away too much now. Yes. And we'll also be sponsored by a few wineries and a few white claw Mm -hmm. distributors. Exactly. Unless you have, if you have more, I know you, you're going to your next podcast taping listeners. Brianna is very popular. Do you know what's so funny? I was even like, so this podcast, I'm like, gotta have wine. This is like my wine moment with Karen and the next podcast I'm going to, I'm talking about 16 inch softball. And I was like, oh, well, should I go run out and get some like PBR for that podcast recording? Because beer goes better with talking about softball than the wine I already have does. So I am kind of constantly thinking about the pairings, no matter what the activity is. I'm like, what is the best pairing for this? (laughs) 16 inch softball? Is that? Oh, yeah. I don't know what that is. It's a Chicago thing. Um, And it's uh, become my entire life this summer. (laughs) Wow. Is it like an actual sport? Like you're actually playing softball? Yeah. I'm, I can see my softball over. It's like a little out of my reach or I'd show you, but. Yeah. Oh, it's like an enormous softball. It's an enormous ball. It's soft. Like- you don't use gloves. Um, and the, I'm a, on the team for the Chicago reader. There's a media softball league in Chicago and the championship game is next week. And we're in the, in the championship game. Holy so crap. Good luck. Good luck. That's so exciting. Do you drink white claw afterward or what is the, or do you drink PBR <laughs> afterward? See, I've been going, um, we've been going to a bar near the field in Chicago where they have a special where you can get a taco, a shot of whiskey and a Miller high life for $8. So that's, <laughs> been my sort of post softball ritual (laughs) (laughs) understandably yes totally understandable (laughs) the moonlighter I'll shout them out moonlighter is great that's amazing 
Oh my God. Ah, uh, okay. So I'm wondering what we've missed. I mean, we talked about, oh, YouTubers. Are there anything on you? Is there anything on YouTube that you're like, you got to catch this? Like, cause there are shows on YouTube now, right? Yeah. I don't, that would maybe be more of a Karen question. I know you have your YouTube people who you like Karen, but I'm not so much on YouTube as I am just like, my new ritual is once a month, I'll give myself like a full Saturday to just scroll through TikTok. Nice. And like, that does, that definitely lights up some of the serotonin centers in my brain for sure. Just scrolling through TikTok. But I haven't like committed to anyone on YouTube yet. Haven't made that leap. Do you have, the- you, do you have TikTokers that you're, TikTokers, is that a thing that like you follow or that you love? <laughs> it is a thing, oh. weirdly. Um, oh man, I can't remember this person's handle. That's so bad. Maybe I'll just email you guys later because I have no long, no idea how long it would take for me to find it. But she and her boyfriend or husband do these um, series where it's like your high school friends engagement announcements on Facebook or pregnancy announcements. And they'll just like stand like very seriously in front of the camera and be like, say like the weird thing like, oh, this Thanksgiving, the turkey is not the only thing that got stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> coming coming this spring baby johnson or whatever <laughs> like weird shit like that. And, then, and then i see my people i knew from high school having these exact insane announcements to oh announce God. their like pregnancies so that's so with no real. irony though like no seriously. irony exactly exactly mm-hmm. completely seriously oh yeah they planned it heavily mm-hmm. like they like had a series like it was like a committee meeting between the couple exactly mm-hmm. exactly full professional like photo shoot and stuff oh, yeah. too that is just like oh so you really thought about this and no one no one said hey maybe it looks a little weird that there's like flower handprints like on like the mom's like chest from like from the husband oh god yeah there's there's weird stuff or the Facebook. dog is wearing like big brother signs right on him, yeah or like <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, all right, Brianna, before we before we cut you loose, thank you so much for being on. Is there, thank you. Oh my God. Is there anything you want to plug? I mean, just follow me on Twitter at Brianna Wellen. I was always following my cats, Miso and Tofu on Instagram. And um, I wish this could have lasted for 10 million more hours because this is so much fun. <laughs> this is so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. And we would love to have you on again. Like this, like always, this is I'm literally nice... never doing anything. Always have you. <laughs> <laughs> This is wonderful. It's such a palate cleanser in this time. So yeah. And always, I think. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, guys. See you next time.